Hi, welcome to Which Place Radio, episode 101. Uh, this is Rob. Um, Sam and John weren't around for this episode, but I had a special guest host, uh, Elliot Walsh, a.k.a. Nestor Winrush. This episode is a little different than most other episodes. For this one, we did kind of an oral history of Winnipeg's hip-hop scene, told uh, through the voices of the group Shades, a.k.a. Shades of Black. So we got all three members of the group, Chris, a.k.a. Big Casino, Len, a.k.a. Scotch, and Emerson, a.k.a. Bad Manners, to tell us the history of their group from their beginnings in the early to mid-90s up to the end of the group's run somewhere in the 2000s. So today we're going to hear exclusively songs by them from throughout their catalog. Um, so just to give you a quick background chronology, for those of you who may not know, Freak Show was kind of ruling Winnipeg's hip-hop scene in the early to mid-90s. Uh, later on, groups like Farm Fresh and Moodruff started to emerge, though. And Farm Fresh and Moodruff helped put Shades on. Uh, Shades started putting out um, music on the label Peanuts and Corn that was run by McEnroe of Farm Fresh, and that's the uh, label that Moodruff was originally on as well. Um, so to start this episode off, I'm going to play a song by our co-host, Nestor Winrush. Uh, this song's featuring Len from Shades. Uh, this song is called Licks, and it's off of the live album that Nestor Winrush recorded at the Low Pub a few years ago. Uh, that album is available for free download from marathonofdope.com, so go check that out if you haven't already. And uh, enjoy this episode, which Police Radio.
so we are sitting here with Shades, aka Different Shades of Black, a <laughs> uh, group that came from Winnipeg, Manitoba in the mid to early 90s. Uh, members of the group right now, as is the core members, were Chris, aka Casino, Len Bowen. What was your name then at, at that point, man? Len. Scott. It was Scotch. Okay. Scotch. And then Scott. we got. It's an acronym. Emerson. Oh, what was Scotch an acronym? For? Yeah, what was the styles true. creating out of hand, terrifying concepts. <laughs> How long did it take you to come up with that? I was just in the. That's what it was like back then. Yo, yeah. like, shades was with an S that was superhuman ability demonstrated every second. Oh, you said, yo. Sounds like a lot of big dedicated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was one of the guys you know you yeah. looked up to. Kane, long or Kane or KRS man. Kane KRS or uh, who we got there? Rakim. 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 Kane for me. Kane Rock. for me. Kane was the dude. They all meant something to me at different times. Mm. Right? Yeah, that's when a, I yeah. first heard Rakim, I was like, "There's," I didn't think there could be anyone nicer than Rakim. And then then I started really feeling Big Daddy Kane, and he just took it. Like, he was one of those old school guys at the time to be able to come in at a new school time and hold it down. Yeah. And the KRS one, it was like, you just felt stupid if you weren't feeling KRS. So, it was like, they all meant something at different times and different stages. Yeah, which, uh, who would you say had the most impact in making you guys want to actually rap? Well, I can tell you, LL Cool J. LL Cool J Radio. Yeah. That, that <laughs> album, that and Salt and Pepper, Hot, Cool, Vicious, with only the things that... Like, my parents actually went out. I said I wanted this, and they got it for me. And it's like first exposure back then. There was like video hits, and there were no, mm. and then we eventually got UMTV raps. Yeah. But and then I had like cousins who'd go visit other family in New York, and they brought back like Long Live the Cane, um, yeah. MC Lightheart is a rock, oh, yeah. Um, Biz Marquee rhyming with Biz, EPMD strictly business, Heavy D big time. That was like, yeah. Outside of that LL Salt and Pepper, that was that was the shit that made just flows and inflictions and subject matter content and hearing about stuff that was way over our heads because we were just kids, you know and. Kane is talking about 5% Nation mm. and all of this shit. I like, I had to go back later and listen to yeah. half of that stuff as an adult mm. to really take in half of it. You're just, you're hearing a beat, you're hearing flows, and you're making sense out of half, one-tenth of what you're hearing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? You couldn't even understand the slang. You didn't even realize it was, a, it was a slang that they were using sometimes. You just you just didn't get it. It just sounded good. And then, yeah, as you got older, you were able to go back, and it made way more sense. Yeah, I think like I'm I'm younger than you guys, yeah. so like w one of the first groups I got into was Wu Tang and right. like the Thirty Six Chambers skits. I had no idea what the hell they were <laughs> yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or or, or the skits on uh, Only Built for Cuban Lengths. It's right. like it took me so long to even realize he was talking about dying shoes. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, you know what? I don't think those guys really cared that anyone really no. didn't, no. didn't get yeah. it, man. Like that was what was so. They just didn't care. They just didn't care. They were so, they were like a planet of their own. Right? It was like catch on or don't. But Yeah, you think that was their attitude? Just you, you catch on or you don't? Oh, yeah. or, is, it, they, or was it New York superiority? New York is what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beyond yeah. What, we're beyond what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 
that time it was definitely a, a dictatorship versus a democracy. Like they spoke their own language. They say New York is a planet. They didn't care. They yeah. they ran it, and that's what it was at that point. I didn't understand Ghostface. No. Oh, you like you, you like Ghostface? Huh? I like Ghost, but I didn't understand what he was saying. What does it feel like? Like how can you like somebody that you don't even? I think it was just the, the flow, the way yeah. he It's pretty interesting. Yeah. 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 It's, like, it's yeah. just the way it was. Like and nobody first, never saw his face. Exactly. No one knew what Ghost looked like for for like maybe a year after they dropped. All you saw yeah. was the stocking over the face, yeah. right? So that alone, no. Just hearing old dirty for the first time. Picture of hearing old dirty bastard on protect your neck, and mm. you have no idea what this guy looks like. He sounds. He doesn't even sound like a human being. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You finally get the visual to what you're hearing, and it's like. It's a mental high, like stimulation, yeah. like wow. Going on old, dirty, ghost face, rack him, and uh, just n different New York language regionalism. How did uh, how'd you gravitate towards whatever style that you decided to do? Then was there was there when you heard old, dirty the first time? Did you say, ah, oh, this ain't rap, man? When you heard LL make. Uh, I need love. We're like, yo, welcome to softness here, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't mind it, man. That was for the ladies. That was for the ladies, man. So it was for the ladies, man. I didn't think nothing of it. I, thought, I liked it, actually. Yeah. Nice, it. nice. Yo, but seriously, how do you gravitate towards whatever style, man? I didn't really have an opinion as far as that went until I started rapping. Okay. And that's, and that's when I formed an opinion. But... Um, any rapper, no matter who you are, no matter how good you are or or how far you've taken it, it takes a while to be comfortable in your own skin. True. So you so you hear a bunch of you're like a you're like a shell and you're hearing all these rappers and you're you're admiring them and it feels surreal like like I can't do it as well as them, but I'd like to. What I did when I first started is I used to take people's rhymes and rewrite them and, yeah. and mm -hmm. rewrite and rewrite like like the, I'd flip it like mixtape and that's before anybody even like heard of mixtapes like I'd take a LL song or a third bass third song bass, I, the I did they did step into the AM I did step into the FM and I rewrote that shit mm. you know what I mean and then you start writing your own stuff and you sound like this person that person and you get to the point where you're kind of comfortable in your own skin and you're inspired by people but you lose the influence where you know what you were listening to when you wrote it but you make sure it's you yeah. when was the first time that you can you remember one of the first times you realized hey this is my rap like this is actually my voice talking right here and you were I, proud of it i wrote a song called keep a tight grip okay and um back then state of mind we were kind of under their wing and um and they would give us tell me about state of mind. Time. Tell us about state of mind. Chris Knight, um, Jason and Jeff Pinder, um, oh, wow. Shannon Shell and and Commander came along later. Um, we were kids and they were an established rap group. Um, yeah. and back then it was them, Hard Edge Posse, um, 
two death crew. Two death crew. With these guys, with these guys, like play shows. Like, yeah, where yeah. Would they play shows. Like? These guys would play at like the Rendezvous. They they play at other venues. I can't remember. Wait, they, would they play be, Whispers? Yeah, Whispers. You'd have like Folkorama. Folkorama or Blackrama. Really, they got Blackrama. Or they did their own shows. They would do their own shows. Continental. A lot of shows at the Continental. On McPhillips. Oh right, right. Yeah. Strip joint is right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I've never been there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, trust, yeah. trust. Yeah. So Anyways, those, those so. guys would give us studio time, and you know, go in there. We'd rap over other people's beats. Nobody had original beats back then. Back then, people were using um, what's that? That um, like a four track, four, four track, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay. So whatever. you know, you'd go in. They'd record you. They'd let us open up. You know, and and we'd get some exposure. We'd get our pro, and it was all about pro. Were you guys were you guys shades at that time? Different shades of black. We were West Side Posse. We were like West the West Side Posse because he lived in the West End, but I lived in East. Biggs, <laughs> Biggs is from the West End as, as well. Me and Biggs known each other since like we were like five or six years old. Yeah, uh, cool. Our moms knew each other, and um, I met. Uh, bad manners when we were like 13. It was really organic. We were just kids and, you know, we'd see each other at things and hang out. You know, rap came in and it was the thing. And, you know, these guys were dancers at first. And yeah. and, and I was the rapper and there was another dude at the time, um, V, who was part of the group. Me and him were like the head rappers and we had um, like maybe five or six other dudes in the crew who were like dancers. And then when dancing was getting to the point where it wasn't like, you know, the thing to do, you know, people wanted to rap. Like early 90s kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So, Bad Manners was always freestyling. You know, Biggs yeah, got into the rhyme and thing. <laughs> I mean, like couldn't couldn't yeah. couldn't memorize a verse, no, but he's like that dude freestyling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, freestyle like on the track, like we're in the studio about to record and it's his turn and it's a freestyle. Right. You know hmm. what I mean? And go back and memorize that freestyle. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so. Yo, uh, talking about the the dancers at that time, um, I just want to put into perspective for the listener that at, in Winnipeg at that time, Freak Show, there they were dancers at that yeah. moment too, right? Yeah. Most of the hip-hop crews at the moment that were about to rap uh Come from dancing, dancing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you know why that was necessarily? That was it. Was just it was more natural to be able to do that, right? And then, and honestly, that was where the shine really was, right? Mm. It was like everybody knew who Big Daddy Kane was, but you also knew who Scoop and Scrap Scoop and Scrap was. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like true, true, true. you knew that, right? Yeah. So it was like you got a lot of love by being able to go out there and put put it down if you were dancing. Around. I remember guys like getting hot if they were like, "Don't watch my feet." Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's a true thing. Yeah. Dancing was bigger than rapping back oh, then. You know, watch him dance. There was uh, the, who's what's his name? What's his name right now? Um, he's rapping uh, Christian rap. Oh, Fresh Eye. Fresh Eye. One of those dudes. Yeah, yeah he was a he good dancer. Yeah. Yeah. Don't watch my feet. <laughs> yeah. He was a good dancer. Yeah. yeah he, he was skinny yeah. too. Yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was this place on a region called Flipside, and okay. they used to have dance competitions, and you'd see Fresh Eye, you'd see Robbie Dose. Oh, Robbie State Dose. of Mind. Yeah, 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 dancing was everything back then, and then all of those guys used to battle each other, and they'd get tied over you looking at people's feet when they were dancing because that's where the move it wow. s starts from so if someone's doing a move 
and you're studying their feet, they know you're about to bite their shit, and that would lead to fights. So it was, how, how it was like West Side Story. <laughs> <laughs> All the time, every week after the club, in the club, it is just people, people people would get knocked out over that shit. So yeah, those guys like they got into the rapping, and uh, I looked up to them. They're my cousins, so. Mm. You know, they, they brought back the records and I wanted to be down as a kid. They wouldn't let me be down, but I was doing my own thing. I had my own friends. Mm. So we all did our own thing until it got to the point where they're like, okay. And when we got older and it was like time to pick up the mic and start rapping, Chubby especially would keep us like in, in check. Yeah. Always, man. Yeah. Because like it's easy to, uh, to get caught up and being like, um, and just kind of forgetting kind of what keeps you keeps you nice you know what i mean mm. so sometimes guys will start writing and they come up with like one what they think is a dope verse but in reality it might have been like two or three lines mm. chubby wouldn't let that slide man he'd be like yeah you had one line that was halfway nice <laughs> so you better come correct like he was never he was like he was like jesus shuttleworth's dad there from above the rim oh, yeah, like you were yeah, he wasn't yeah. gonna let anything slide so shows anything but it was for the did you it, you felt it was for the betterment of you oh yeah it was oh, never like you never took it personal because you needed that uh that, that reality check because otherwise sometimes you can just get complacent and then just stay where you are or start feeling yourself and that was never going to be mm. a good idea right mm. and then there's other people who were like critics like literally you know you someone would do a review on your music or whatever and sometimes just because everybody else was feeling you, they would just have to knock you. Mm. So it was like you started to learn you couldn't listen to everything. Yeah. But Chubby and, and BK, all the EK, mm. all the Maples, those guys would never, they never lied to us, man. Even though they were your boys, they weren't going to ever be like, yeah. yeah there were no yes men. No. There were no yes men. We went to the point where we were like, what, out of this album you hear, which, which one should we release as a single? We would, we would you know, hmm. between us... And in the team, we would still come out and talk to those guys, and they would say, well, maybe you should try this because this would be a good idea. They were doing it before us is what the bottom line is. So, mm. And even when it came to dancing, like, those guys were not. These guys were nice dancing, but it was like, you know, sometimes when you have a kid who he's into something and he thinks he knows everything, and it's kind of like he's calling, he's saying something the wrong way, like calling a move the wrong thing, or is doing a move half-ass, and it's like they'd call you on that, you think you knew the worm, or you think, yeah, and yeah. they'd be like, you're not doing it exactly right. And then they mm -hmm. demonstrate, and you realize, you know, okay. you think you're doing it, but you're half-assing because it's easier to do it the way yeah. you're doing it. And they, okay. would, and they would correct you and be like, okay. And you do it, and you almost break your back trying to do it, but you finally got <laughs> it right, right until yeah. you do it enough, and it's easy. And you'd be like, now you're doing it. All right, <laughs> okay. now you're doing it right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's funny, we're having a discussion about dancing, but the best dancers were... Uh like Yeah, Gale, speaking of those guys, they were so creative. Yeah, yeah. before they What people Couldn't would see them do as a show as as rappers was quite creative, but it wasn't like how it was when they were dancing. So where would you see the guys dancing? Like just Castle at the club, and socials, and, socials, yeah. and stuff. Continental. Like yeah. they, just, they wouldn't have like routines. They would just be oh, no, yeah, they had routines. They come to the socials and do routines. Yeah, yeah. You knew it was showtime. Yo, <laughs> was it, uh, how old was everyone at that point? Like, was it that everyone was too old to get, or too young to get Way to too the young club? to get to the club. Way too, yeah. 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 And the clubs are like how they are now, right? Like Tad parties. The, the clubs that, back yeah. then, they wouldn't be having like a full out hip hop night. Yeah. They just, it was too, it just wasn't, it wasn't happening yet, right? So you got to think like back at that time, um, hip hop wasn't anywhere near like how it is now. No, it wasn't no. so mainstream, right? 
false alarm. <laughs> Yo, this is Mr. Christmas representing different shades on my solo beat. Taylor made check this out. Speak clap. First session or part one, whatever, forever clever. To stay cool, just like the weather. True to the art is how I choose to stay in the shades. Been that way from since the early days. Now we on the next level, the mic devil. Takes control of your soul and makes you travel. With my raw techniques, my style freaks. Brings you to your knees and makes you prove the seat. To exist when I rap like this. Pay homage to the shades, now you walk my list. Of weed MCs on the knees when the new crops be chopping down all the fake weed. When I release my heat, it knocks you off your feet and make you cruise the tree. Stay on point and make sure that I never fade. I'm Taylor May. I'm coming May. off like an amateur. We can't hear your concepts are endless. You must be tired of restless if you wanna mess with the shades that's playing skills. Taylor May. Coming off like an amateur. We can't hear your concepts are endless. You must be tired of restless if you wanna mess with the shades that's playing skills. Taylor May. That was the first of first. Now we got first two. Y'all admit that was the flyest ass we y'all ever done. Second session, and I'll be representing Famous players, ain't bringing the heat, but we ain't sweating Other peaks, other PNC plays for keeps Get drowned by my style, cause my flow's too deep For all you MCs, you know who love to follow You nothing but the cum shot, your mama should've swallowed Ain't a bad man, but stepping from the badlands Come with disrespect, I smack you out with my bad hand that's my left, check my one-two step And my crew smokes you herb like a bag of steps Check the powers I possess If you flex on the crew, underground is where you rest Never claim to be a hardcore G But no one can test to see get y'all against the IE When I be rapping your ass, I'll be waxing Then I grab the mic, yeah, every time for some max Don't need for disrespect, I smack you in your mouth Love, love to find friends from Mr. Chris, now I'm out Word, 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 word I wanna give respect to those who deserve And if you don't deserve it, front like you never heard Not true, you get murdered I wanna give enough love to PNC production For making this fun Enough love to new crops They got the mad props For all the true heads, stay real Stay true to the heart That way you never fall to basically get the music uh, out there and not just for you to be recognized but for the oh, yeah. music to actually be recognized period and, and just period like yeah. it was a tug of war all the constantly time. but you know who was really trying to pull for it honestly uh, yeah. DJ Bunny and all those guys oh, yeah, on okay. Channel 11 yeah. and they'd always try to, they even pushed us they'd always come out watch us so talk, 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 about like, yeah. talk about Bunny talk about Bunny Bunny he's the foundation I think Bunny, Bunny was the first guy I ever seen in Winnipeg rap like rap wow, okay. like like my dad had a my dad had a cassette of of Bunny saying some rhyme and back then that shit was like mind blowing like to, <laughs> to hear that shit someone in the city that you know personally do that stuff and 
he was, you know, on, on Channel 11 cutting and, and going back and forth and him and Alibaba and, um, and you know, all those guys stayed interviewed. They had state of mind on there when they were popping, you know, and um, it was it was a different attitude. There wasn't maybe because we were kids, you know, but they they really everybody took us under uh, the wing, like we're all West Indians. Everyone was either Beijing, Jamaican, or Trini, or you know Guyanese, and it was like a fa- somebody knew somebody's uncle or dad mm. or cousin. So there was no attitude. Maybe amongst their peers, they were the same age, but mm. it was kind of like, yo, that's so and so's cousin. I right, put him on, mm. like give mm. him his give him his shine, and it, and it was like, even as far as your peers it was more of a brotherhood back then there was no attitude like it was like you just wanted to hear somebody else rhyme and especially a dude you never met in your life that mm. you finally just bucked upon because you're all into the same thing yeah it was like okay wow he can rap or he can do this and you were just immediately friends you kept in touch out of that you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. so it was a whole different like now it's it's so nobody's friends there's a there's there's an immediate um, just disconnection and and um, and all mm. this preconceived shit in your head about someone you've never met in your life. You know, it's just music. You, you, you're saying this now, but back then, did you see it that way? I feel like people put me in a position, put the group in a position. Okay. Like, people started these rivalries like, yo, he's the best. No, that crew's the yeah. best. This the best. We never thought about it like that. Is that was a regular. It was like that. I remember there was like a shift. I remember there was a time where guys who started rapping potentially later would show up to the shows and just enjoy the show, right? Mm -hmm. And then a time happened where it was like everybody in the crowd was a rapper, and it was ridiculous. And it was like everybody would sit there to the speaker and listen to exactly what you're saying. And in a way, it was kind of dope because you knew you had to come correct. But then Mm it started to shift, man. Once, once. People started seeing that you could have a video on much music. Then it all changed, man. Everything changed where it was like, now I refuse to look. Like it was like they felt like they were soft for looking up to you in some kind of ways, right? So it was like, no, 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 no. Now I have to see you as direct competition. And in reality, rap is kind of like, um, it's almost like golf. You're not really competing against anybody. You're competing against the course, yourself. right? Yeah. yeah. So whether you think. If this guy thinks I'm the dopest rapper and the next guy doesn't, it doesn't really make a difference. You've got to be able to build yourself and build your brand to be able to get to that point anyway. But that, that comes with a lot of self-awareness, though. I mean, as, as young people, sometimes you won't have that self-awareness you, and that, that confidence. You don't. Right? And you just come out trying to blaze and fight everybody that's right in front of you. But if you don't understand what winning that fight's really going to mean, you're, you're really doing it for nothing. And I remember times where it was like... like I don't know if you guys knew about the Mood Ref and the Freak Show, like, clash that they would have. Okay. People were dying to try to drag us into that. I didn't like, like, what kind of stuff would go on? With it was like, at that time, everybody was scratching to get to some point, right? So, so what, like, what was this around, like, when the Patience video dropped, or was this yeah. before that? That video that changed everything, everything. Yeah. because they were the first ones to get national <clears throat> exposure out of the city. Like, going back to what I said before, people enjoyed doing it because everybody embraced everybody. If you were dope, everyone was giving you that. I remember when I met um, a lot of the core guys of Freak Show, like Sunil and, and Sheldon, um, 
it was love, man. They never met me before, but we were all into the same thing and people just stayed in touch. But once they got on national television, they were doing showcases, everybody's attitude changed. It was like everybody, they had egos, you know, they were popular, they were running it. They were the first ones to do that. Mm. And, um, and then Mood Rough did it. With the no hooks video? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there was automatic <laughs> friction between between the camps for no for no reason whatsoever. Were you guys putting out uh, like releases at this time, or were you yeah. just playing shows? Yeah, you had two records at that moment, right? Two two cassettes. We had we had we had a cassette we put out on our own called True to the Art. Okay. And who and were those over other people's beats, or were those that were was you Rod, right? True to the Art. I think I was. I was yeah, chopping up. <laughs> I was chopping up stuff off. Um, I was taking like little pieces off um, cassettes of like break beats, and we'd go into the studio. This guy named Tony Luckman. He had a studio called LRN, and they were responsible for uh, signing State of Mind. So, anyways, we'd go in there and chop up beats. We had a song called "The Madness," and I that that song I brought up earlier, the "Keep a Tight Grip" were the singles and. We just rock over anybody's beats back then, and that was enough for people. Who was in the posse then, man? It was huge. Um, it was. It was, was, was that new crop? Was that like that was any black new person? Crop right that, that was. <laughs> yeah. That was the beginning of it. There was a yeah, guy named Marvelous who's Michael. Michael. Yeah. He ended up moving away to, to Ontario, but yeah, he he uh, he used to dance at the same thing, and then he started rapping around at the same time. I think that I did so. Uh, at that time, it was really just the three of us, but it was a team of guys. But there were guys with us who were rapping just about, as far as like business, we were the ones really starting to take it seriously. And um, yeah, we were doing our own thing and Mood Ruffs, Mood Ruff, they actually started rapping after us, but they were business minded and they, and they took it further really quick. Mm. Like rapidly, they just knew how to get sponsors and just mm. knew how to talk to people. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? And and um, we were doing our own thing. They hooked up with uh, Rod Bailey, mm. McEnroe. Yeah, McEnroe. and um, and things were going well. I met Rod by accident. I bought the Craig Mack um, album, and was that the accident? I was waiting for a bus and I had these big headphones on and he was waiting for a bus and he could hear it and he, he just started talking to me and he was asking me what I think and I was like it's cool or whatever and then um, I, I, I found out later who he was and um, I came to him and I said yo I got a bunch of guys who are trying to do something and um, I'm looking for some original beats. I, I got the Space EP, oh, you know, okay. and that tripped me out because he produced this shit off in the Kai all by himself. Yeah. And he was, and I went and hung out with him and he was like playing bass and I met Tyler and Pat and um, you know, these these guys from Brad, they're all older than us, mm -hmm. right? And um, and um, I, I kind of worked something out with him for us, but um, Mood Rough encouraged us because they were already uh, messing with Rod they were on Peanuts and Corn, and they said he'll do a good job for you, but it it it's it's probably better for you guys. He'll do a great job if you if you join the label or whatever. And uh, we joined and we put out Next School Pioneers. Okay. You know, so um, you know there was Freak Show, Twisted Spirits. Um, I don't know who, what else there, but basically it all 
became Freak Show eventually. But it was his Mahler, Gruff, and um, Spoof okay. that were Twisted Spirits, and that was kind of like Freak Show's click, and they all became Freak Show. And, and then there was Peanuts Corn, mm. Peanut, the original Peanuts and Corn roster, which was Farm Fresh, Mood Rough, and The Shades. And there was friction for no reason. Like, we knew everybody before that. We didn't care. We just did our thing. And in my mind, it's, it's no different now than it was at that time. I just refused to, to get into a war of words with somebody unless it was going to be something physical. <laughs> unless it was going to become something physical. If it wasn't going to be something physical, I wasn't <laughs> going to just... I would never insult somebody... Um, Unless I had full intentions of fighting that person. Carl Malone in the mouth? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Carl Malone in the mouth. Unless I was going to give you that elbow. took us to another level positive and negative yeah because we had a different sound prior to them you know what i mean mm. it was really 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 grit it was really 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 black really yeah roddy showed us like a different like because you couldn't rap the same kind of way on his beats right but his beats were so they you, were like they were just clean clean, clean man yeah, yeah. Clean. but so there's a lot of people who typically probably wouldn't have listened to us that did after that mm-hmm. but our core group that liked us on the on the come up were like um 
like what is this that music isn't bad but it isn't what we were used used to hearing you know like they were used to like almost like how KRS when he came up with like the boom bap like you know Mm. what I mean like they were used to the to the heavy bass and the the licks like that and I was chatting Patois on on, on Mm. the tracks and that kind of changed when we started messing were you guys playing a lot of shows with Farm Fresh we didn't play a lot of shows with them but but um you know Rod was always there. He was there with like the DAP machine to back us up and mm. and stuff like that. And so, did you guys have a DJ at this point? Or? No, 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 we didn't we have a DJ. Really we never, never really did. Like finesse would help us out from time to time and other DJs, but we never had like a permanent DJ. What Rod Bailey did for us is he helped us refine our sound. Like he taught me how to how to count bars, you know, um, you know, just techniques in the studio, like good techniques, bad techniques. He didn't teach us bad techniques, but he, he made things he made things really easy cuz he he was a pro with 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 the machines he was he was using. Mm. So I I went through having breath control and being able to rhyme to doing punches. He'd be like, "Yo, if you, you know, you're having a problem and you're not able to get that infliction, we'll just punch you in." You try to make it sound like it was all you know? every once in a while. So, you got lazy. So, I got to the I got to the point where I mastered this stuff like within a 16 bar verse I would like drop two or three bars here, two or three bars here and then go in and out and in and out to the point where I couldn't do a verse on stage without backs. Yeah, so yeah. I, I went on for years doing that. And then, you know, there were, they, Chris was always just a master with the breath control, just a natural with it. You know, Bad Manners never had those problems either. I had it because my flow was so full at yeah. the same time as well. And I was never comfortable with my voice, so I tried to compensate with flow. So later on, I had to unlearn those bad habits. The funny story though with Rod, I remember we uh, we did North by Northeast for the first time. I can't remember what year it was, but it was like probably the first year they even had hip hop acts, right? So we went out there and um, this was on us, us on, on the DAP machine, I think, and it acted up or whatever. And uh, we didn't let it rattle us. We just we just fought through the show mm-hmm. and we blew it out, man. And it was weird because people were there. They, I don't even think, this is in Toronto. They didn't even really know that there was rap outside of Toronto, right? So they, yeah. they don't know it now either, right? But they didn't really didn't know it back then. <laughs> yeah. So we went out there, we blew it up. And um, I remember we wanted to sell the tapes. <laughs> yeah. He decided to listen to a few of the tapes before we decided to sell them. So we're talking about Bowen here. Yeah, okay. Bowen, right? Yeah. Sorry. And uh, he's like, man, this one's blank. I'm like, oh, it's just one bad one. Oh, my <laughs> oh, no. Grabs another one. Yeah. Blank, blank, blank. The whole of them were all blank. Oh, so people are all at the end of the show going like, so can we buy some of your stuff like we're really really feeling it and and we couldn't because if we had we would never be able to step back in yeah. toronto again <laughs> yeah. and we talked to rob when we got back yeah and this was like i was always, always like the hot-headed guy you know what i mean mm. like yeah. it was like i was probably <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, i was always like man yeah he sent us out there with blank tapes yeah. he was responsible for all that yeah. like you know he was the one i never even thought about a showcase i never he that's what i mean he made us think outside the box totally mm. look beyond what was in yeah. front of us like we were the third group in the city to get a video on much nationally and it had high rotation so everybody in the country at the time knew who we were mm-hmm. so it was like freak show mood rough in the shades and he's a part of building that courage and that backbone to take mm. take 
things further. Like, and I respect him for that because he never put out videos till later on in his career. He didn't yeah. care. So yeah. to to me, he was like really real as far as the art form and why he was doing it mm. because he was encouraging us to do things good things that he didn't even do. But at the same time, there were like little shit like that that would happen where you want to come back and punch him in his face like, what the fuck, you trying, to you trying to sabotage us? You know, there were things like that that would go on. So you would you think know? that was kind of intentional or you just, guys were just kind of mad and not really trying to hear it? It, it, it was kind of his He's attitude still, toward oh, it. It was like he never really saw it as a big deal. It wasn't like, you know, he showed that he type of, it was kind of like, oh shit. Right. Now hold them up and watch me beat there, free there, singing this stress, but in the red written on this week. I peep your weakness, you see your speak this, now he this. Warning, cause now it's all red, red performing. The show was boring, you still claim to be a showman. I write the rap classic, you can call me MC Chopin. Grab the pan, time for quoting. My rhymes is poet, you must be joking. You try to smoke this, hopeless. Who lose their focus, hope this don't provoke risk But still, I write this opus, I quote this So when the sound bury you, bury you, sound, sound loud Even in the low profile, we move crowds We kill them now, you put miles to bite the styles Professionals, we get smiles, we speak loud You finding the ways to speak next to nothing Rappers is bluffing, but different shades catching your front end Plugging you something that you can't handle You sample the realness, you're counterfeiting your freestyle sounded like Nas, is it Now written? the lyrical hits, love physical, strangling if umbilical cords You swell up, you're premature, undeveloped Skills and comprehension, gonna sharpen for all the rappers Riz and mouse, seeming to have a lot in common Never believe, murder then, first degree Talking longevity and I low with your life expectancy Crush can't still think we construct the surgery Emergency, mics it's mine, the guards bless us all Confess, praying for divine intervention Serving up a certain flows, blood Overcome by the undercurrent Now a future that won't forsake myself Submission holds a useless A mere shadow where you're forming to I reduce you Whether it's foreign or full contact When we rhyme it realizing you're soft And what you so called specializing Incredible Playing this game at levels Recreational Forgetless for purposes Occupational claiming Capable Let's start to event Like you guys said We look event Our contact Messages and if nice to talk there was the concept, you hold no weight, so don't worry about your rep, I kept your life in suspense, you hesitant to bring your rebuttal, your whole crucial back open huddle, your style f***able straight down to the butt, I clean that ass fast like Clorox, I rock, so hurry up, get all for mayday, close your hands, see God, look the sky and pray, Brian Facey, the kid don't play, so how much MCs before you relay, rhyme paragraphs release like on play. You know the dealie when you with the shakes. We keep it tight when it comes to our scripts. The first to talk is the first to yo, get hit. Yo, you topping the chart. No hard in your priming. Hip hop is dying. The art skills is declining. You number one now. We're running out of timing. And realizing the MC is on the rising. You topping the chart. No hard in your priming. Hip hop is dying. The art skills is declining. You number one now. We're running out of timing. And realizing the MC is on the rising.
So uh, let's go back to like uh, when you guys put out Comprehension that came out on the the twelve inch that had uh, the three songs on there. Yeah, we had um, Status Climbers, right. Comprehension, right. and um, I think there was only two songs on there. I can't imagine there being anything else on there. No, I think that was it, wasn't it? Think it through. Think it through. Think it through. So that was, that was 98, right? So yeah, were you guys, were those like Rod Beats still? Or? Um, think, think it through, through was a Rod Beat. Comprehension was uh, How, Howard Hyman. He went by Jotties. He was part of the, the Freak Show sure. camp. And Status Climbers was, uh, that's that a Rod beat. No, that was, was that a Howie beat. He did those two. He did do those two. Howie ended up being part of Moon Channel. Yeah. 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 He, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. So basically, we did we did things we backwards. We we put the vinyl out, and we, ha and we had that serviced. And then we shot the video. The video the video got on much in high rotation, and we hit the road. And, and then we, we came back and put out the, the EP for all of that. Okay. Um, like a year after, to mm -hmm. the, there was like a weird span in between. What everything took so long? Money. That's really what it <laughs> is. It's Money, hard like, to. It was a, it was expensive to yeah. come out with a twelve inch and then a video and all that. And yeah, releases. back then twelve inch. That was, was a project. I didn't live here. We shot the video Correct. out of our own pocket and then we got grant money for. Um, for 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 the album. Did you guys write the proposals, or was that something Rod was doing, or were you guys? Nah, even... we we had people we had people doing certain things for us that okay. we 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 met through just networking. Yeah. It was just bad timing though. We should have, if we had done it properly, it would have been a, a far stronger turnout. But it was just how were, how were those like? How was that tour right after the video came out? I mean, we we went on the road for the first time with Freak Show. And, and Freak Show had a following. It, it, it was cool, man. We'd never been on the road before, so, you know, we, we went with them. And, um, I mean, it, it, it was rough. You know, you had, like, I don't know how many guys, like, like 15 guys in a van all over all over the country you know sleeping on floors sleep sleeping you know the, the the window was your pillow a lot of times in, in the van but you know it was grinding and just getting out there on the road and then after that we'd always hit the road with mood rough and that was a bit more comfortable you know as far as hotel rooms and food and, and, and stuff like that you know and then um and then after that, you know, it's just back and forth doing um, doing showcases like North by Northwest and Canadian Music Week and uh, and um, and just doing gigs wherever we could get them and, and opening up for people in different parts of the country and and. Locally. I started seeing at that time, just Canadian hip hop as far as the fans changing. You know what I mean? Like mm. I typically when you'd go and you do you do a show, it was like. Uh, it was like no matter where you went, especially if you were out east, you would you would get largely just black folks, mm. a sprinkle of maybe some white people here and there, some Asians here and there. But then as times went on and then they started to get bigger, that changed. There was less mm. and less black people seeming like they were showing up to the shows, and there was more white faces and more Asian faces. It was, everything else was starting to change, right? So then, yeah. it was like you had to even the way you would rap and how you would re relate to the crowd would change, right? Mm -hmm. And then when we would do sets like with Freak Show, they had a different following and we'd have to adapt to that set and we were like, man, I can't wait till we get to Toronto and start doing shows in front of people that look more like us. And the same thing would move rough and it would and it would change year after year after year to, to kind of how it is now yeah. where it's like, it's just music now, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but it was weird. You had to talk to an audience in a different, in a different mm -hmm. fashion. 
Yeah, black people started going to the clubs. And right. A lot of groups get gassed because they've got all this following, but really it's not a real following. It's people who grew up around you who, who support you because they're your boys. Mm. You know, this and that. And then people move on to other things. They have different interests. And, and that's when you realize how good you are because you're in front of people who have no idea who you are and they're really judging you from an objective standpoint mm. versus a biased standpoint because they roll with you. Mm. You know what I mean? So so that and that I've seen that happen time and time again, generation and generation again in like hip hop in Winnipeg. Like young cats are feeling themselves because they've got this audience. It's not even a real audience. You basically had to be on the for Canadian artists. You have to be, you have to be on, stay the on the road. You have stay to be on. like classified. You got to be yeah, just constantly. Like, on the road. Yeah, we remember classified. Was like see him on the road all the time. Yeah, we went from seeing him at uh, Cloud Nine with yeah. seven people to now he's doing sold out shows. Yeah, the funny, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> from when we first met him, yeah. he he was sleeping on the floor in in Odario and and um, and Dow Jones's. Um, spot and he was the quietest dude him DL Mocha all of these guys came up for Peg City Hala he's the quietest dude in the room mm -hmm. and he went on to do where he is right now we've known him forever we know Mocha when he when, when Bad Matters lived in uh, Vancouver went out there and met Prev way before he was big mm -hmm. well, you know all of those guys Red One they've all known us and you saw who took it further and who kind of fell back, who who just put it down, who picked it back up. So it, it's funny seeing a lot of dudes and they'll see us and they'll remember us and we'll talk. We played the showcases with Chocolair. You know, me and Biggs and um, Despair played Canadian Music Week in Toronto and Socrates, Chocolair and Rodala came out to Falstaff where we were, wouldn't come up there, made us meet them at the McDonald's at the top of the street. <laughs> Smart decision though. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and took, and, and, and this was just before his, you know, this was around when he dropped like what it takes. Okay. And he came out of his way, you know, I, it was like a point where I could call him on the phone and be like, yo, you lose touch with people. We we only again we were only connected because of music. Mm. You know what I mean. But it was it was on everyone was on that level at this point. Mm. You know, literally everybody was on the same. Like uh, Marty, especially or Spoof from, from mm. Freak Show, was really really good for like um, trying to drag Canadian acts to the city. You know what I mean. So I remember him freaking out when he first brought um, Swollen, and really he didn't that's have a great speaker. turnout. He was so yeah. upset. He's like, you guys don't have a clue about who I've got here right that's, now. That sounds like Mark. Yeah, man. Nice. He was just upset. And the thing yeah. is, everybody who rapped in Winnipeg at that time had a responsibility almost to hold it down because other acts would never come here if you were whack. They were like, why would I come to your city if you're so mm. terrible? Why would, yeah. well, there's, clearly there's no rap there, right? So no matter whether groups thought we were all battling or not, we were really all on the same page. Mm. And when we would go out to Edmonton and Freak would go out to Edmonton and Mood Ruff would go to Edmonton, whoever else would go out to wherever they were going, it's like you were repping the province, you were repping, repping the city. Do you think like the views of Winnipeg from outside of Winnipeg have changed at all since those days? No. I <laughs> don't know. I would imagine if I lived, because I used to live in Toronto, but if I lived there now and I heard what I'm hearing out of Winnipeg right now, I would just be like, I'm not sure if I would really be raiding Winnipeg. I would just be coming out here just to get a check. Mm -hmm. I, and mm -hmm. that's not even like to slam what I'm hearing coming out of Winnipeg, but I would just be like, this isn't... Uh, I don't know if if Winnipeg or Peg City is really trying to put up, put forth a sound that is of of 
of note. And then there's some other groups that are doing it, there's crews that are doing it, yes. But I mean, like, as an overall, I'm not really sure if there's any... Because there's, there's some stuff I hear where I'm like, I can't believe I'm actually hearing it. Like, well, you know what I mean? It's interesting what, how you guys were talking about when, when you were just starting as teenagers. You had that circle of people around yeah. you who weren't afraid to tell you, hey, you're doing this wrong, you're right. saying the wrong thing. Yeah. Whereas I feel like that's one thing Winnipeg really lacks now. Oh, yeah. wow. oh for sure. And it's yeah, like people sure. are t- too like afraid to criticize each other in the city. Oh, because now it's beef, man. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you slam somebody, and I don't even slam them, you just try to say this is just probably not the best way to go about the way you're doing it and I'm sure that'll be beef for the rest of your life yeah. or if it isn't even beef it'll be like well okay my dude's a promoter he's never gonna put you on any mm-hmm. shows yeah. and then you'd be cutting yourself off yeah. like we got like as far as influences right like I remember when we were coming up I used to oh, I used to first I used to start off listening to the west coast like NWA and Pac and all that mm-hmm. and then you know I kind of moved on to the east side and then and then when Black Moon was coming out they were hard not to sound like because they were so yeah. Yeah. that beat, dope. They were so dope. It was right, ridiculous. Yeah. I remember we got um, we got a, a critic who was like kind of like, yeah, these Shays guys are they're, they're nice. So this is nice. He had all this positive stuff to say, but towards the tail end of it, he's like, but they've got to shake that sound kind of. You could tell they're 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 too influenced by the Black Moon. You could tell they're mm. too much. And Scotch really took offense to it and he's like no one is ever gonna say that we're biting anyone that's not even what the promoter that's not even what the mm-hmm. dude said but it was like you know what yeah we, we can't allow anybody to to change our sound change our ear i hear guys right now who are playing on the radio who sound like sound yeah. like somebody mm-hmm. and that's never been a good look you know what yeah. i mean like think about magoo when he came out with timberland they got rid of him just because he sounded too much like, like, like Q-tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just because he sounded like him. You can't sound like somebody and expect that to go over. You know what I mean? Well, I think the problem with a lot of rappers, too, is they don't listen to a lot of rap. No, you know, So true. if you listen to the same five rappers yeah, all the time, you're going to sound like them. Yeah, and yeah. maybe not even realize Not even get it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And not even get it. And if you got an idea of wanting them to take it to the next level, if you just want to be a local hood rap, a hood star, then you, you, can, you can do that. But if you're trying to take it to, to a further level, that's the, la- that's the last thing you can Got players in this game surprised in the clutch You can't know who's them go-to guys Shades, we here now, it's all year round You full throttle dudes gon' have to gear down We back with a vengeance Only intention, pop the lock on the game With no sign of force, philanthropist Relentless, my squadron, foreign or domestic Dog, we rep this as if served the life sentence You got something to prove, I got nothing to lose Yeah, I think you explosive till you get diffused Only day you want it with Shades is April Fools You bring Nothing to the table, not a now excuse. Don't share the same outlook and approach your mics. We ain't as fortunate, we can't think alike. Round the clock at this flow, nothing less than hazardous. Trying to eat right, you caught up in lights and cameras. Famous the aliens, top ranked in our circuit. Yeah, I still working your way up. <laughs> Wake up. Yo, you tell them scotch, but now it's my turn. You could like the match, but I'ma make them burn. The gasoline flow, watch me blow this. Rhyme style might change, but the flow was sick. We 
don't rap on the beat, we control this shit Y'all in the minor league players never noticed that How we move like dogs, don't give a what when we on your lawn Blessed by the gods, check it, see the squad bubble Whether it's dirt on the streets or the square hustle Do the thing, move the things, how we do it, Dunny We get it right, y'all flame is getting bright Eclipse of them your light Shades gonna make it hard for Nick to eat, release Heat on the street, wake you out of your sleep Permanently push your potted like some sick narcotic Got the area sealed at the coldest light Watch what's going and we so raw this blood clot Sound soon clash, MCs they get mash Cross my path, I'll stick it to your cast This is compact, murder to the first of the whack Attitudes always be driven, just to attack Y'all talk a good game, can't back it up Big mouth, small frame, that ain't adding up Go from wild to tame dudes acting up But when it comes down to it, y'all ain't man enough Y'all talk a good game, can't back it up Big mouth, small frame, that ain't adding up Go from wild to tame with dudes acting up But when it comes down to it, y'all ain't man enough Had enough? So it's a perfect, ain't perfect, nothing you could do perfect. to make it stop Stop, stop, The illest micros, switch quick You must be sick I like how you guys brought up uh, Black Moon, man, because they're they're one of my uh, favorite examples in terms of. I didn't know that you guys were being compared to them straight up like that, and felt insulted. But there's there's a there's a thread there in terms of they were really popular in Toronto, for instance. And and, and knowing that Black Moon took off and Smith and Wesson and all of them, it's because of that common thread that we held with them, which was that they were West Indians for yeah. the most part. Yeah, right? yeah. That's where they took their styles yeah, from, right? Yeah. And so. Immediately you gravitate towards that the heavy bass lines, the filtered bass, mm-hmm. the pure patois talk yeah. here and yeah. there, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's uh if someone hears that from New York, but then they hear it from someone coming from Winnipeg and say they sound too much like it's like, no, because I came from the same kind of They didn't get that. Exactly. I came from the same kind of vagina as them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. And they wouldn't they don't quite get it, right? It's like yeah, no, no, yeah. no no this sound that you're hearing right now is kinda of borrowed and lent. From that, back, from yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. You just took it it's from like, the scene, kind of runners and flex. Yo, we we were listening to the same to records the same. as exactly. Tekken and Steel were listening yeah, to. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, can, growing can, up, but they were. Karis one tried it, but it just didn't. It didn't quite exactly. Yeah, but he, he, had to, he had to try it though. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? He had to give it. Who knows, man? Maybe Black Moon wouldn't have had all that balls to do what they did if, if Karis didn't wasn't, yeah. wasn't taking that risk, right? Was it just always an uphill battle being from Winnipeg? Always, always. And the thing is, it was like. And sometimes, and the thing is, as as men in, in a circle at that time, like they understood it was like, yeah, man, we're we're all on the same level right now, but or so and so's a little further than us. But they always knew we were all in the same boat. So a lot of times it was kind of like we just waiting for you guys to pop off, right? And then there was a thing called Beat Factory that had come out. Oh yeah, yeah. Beat Factory put right? yeah, yeah, of course. And all they ever had at that time was just. Toronto rappers like yeah. the rascals had to fight to get on that and if anyone deserved to be on it it would have been the rascals right oh, so. no, it's, uh, the beat factory was serious it was hard to get on there it was hard to get on did there. you try to get on the beat factory we were, we were on it we yeah. were on it with mood rough yeah. we, were on, we got on one of those but it was um not our own song it was us and mood rough you guys had that second video on you guys had two videos on much right or were there more four them. We had right. uh, we had echo, echo. We had, yeah comprehension echo let them know and um, I got my uh, uh, 
uh, late night. Yeah. How did the Herbnet thing happen? And what did Herbnet do for you? Because he switched over from peanuts and corn. And so did, so did Mood Rough. Mood Rough? Mood Rough left first for personal reasons. We stuck around for a while and then we started having our differences with Rod and, and, and we left. Um, Mood Rough has had multiple distribution deals. Multiple. Like, they had no problems getting that national distribution. Um, they were always businessmen. They knew how to talk. Um, so basically, when they when they got on Urbnet, um, they had their independent label, Slow Coach, and uh, we we grew up with them pretty much. They were older than us, but not by a lot. We grew up. So basically, when they got their distribution, they were able to put out anything they wanted under Slow Coach, mm. and they decided um, to put us out, and then we dropped the impossible. And then they ended up putting out every dollar counts as well. And yeah, I mean, they, they backed us, you know, they, they, they serviced the product, they, they submitted the, um, the videos to much, you know, all the blogs, the, the, commercials. the, commer the infomercials on much, hmm. um, you know, magazines, all that good stuff. Yeah, their angle was how many people could we drive to the website, right? So that was their thing. Well, that was the Urban thing. Yeah, but, that was uh, okay. It was funny, one day I was talking to Rod in Urban Bakery. And he had asked me, this guy has so many hits, but how come no one sell on it like that? Who are you talking about? Uh, Urbnet. Okay. This guy had so many hits, but I think he just did not work it. Because like, this guy gets so many hits. And, like, yeah, that, that website, the amount of hits they get in a month that. was ridiculous, but it wasn't generating. Because I don't think they cared really the, cared about in, the yeah, music, music portion yeah. of it, right? Like, you have Classified on there, who was like at a flagship time, right? artist mm -hmm. at the yeah. time, right? And it, well, I don't like, he was, like, we knew... Like his manager, not to even get into his business, but it was like you would think he'd be able to sell gang loads of records through there. But he had to do it on his own, right? Oh, yeah, so he was about that you got to think about like for for Urban that they were just like how many how many t hits could we get? Mm -hmm. So in a way, you couldn't really knock it. But if you understood that these guys aren't really here to sell your record, they're here to promote you because they want people to. It's in their best interest to have people show you know to to get to their site, mm -hmm. which they can get all their ads from and their money because of that. But you have to grind it out and still sell your, sell your records. Every once in a while, some younger cats come to me and be like, what do you need to do to make it? And I'm like, well, from where I'm standing, I think if you got a crew of five, ten guys, if, it, if it's even that much, maybe one or two of you should be rapping. Yeah. What are the odds that out of the ten of you, five of you, six of you, yeah. that all five of you are dope? It's, yeah. just, it's just not. The odds aren't in your favor. Yeah, you can't so all be rappers. You can't all be rappers. One of you has to say, okay, man, this is the guy we're going to ride with. And we're all going to be stars at what we do. I'm the manager. I'm PR. Yeah, I'm yeah. this. I'm that. I'm this. And this and that. And 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 whoever that 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 rapper is, he's he's got to understand it's a team and and be humble and not let that get to his head because you're basically like the president with everybody pulling strings. It, it's nobody does it alone. We we went on tour one time, Len and I with uh, DL, and we were talking about that. And they're like the nine planets because every man was behind his whole team, mm. and then they said that was down to two. But they had it all together. They had one guy because they're all going to university. Mm -hmm. So each guy you saw in that video, all his videos were the guys doing something. Right. If any game, no matter what it is, from sports to music to anything, if it was all just about talent, who had the ability to do something spectacular, it would be a different game, right? But it's not about that because, like, uh, it's about how hard you work. If you work 
extremely diff- hard as, as an individual, you, you got a gift. But typically, you're going to need a group of people to do that with. Mm. So as a team, if you're all working that hard, that's why sometimes people people see somebody and they're like, oh, that guy, that, that crew, they're just whack. I don't even know why they're, they're, they are where they are. And you're like, well, because they grind harder than yeah, anyone else yeah, you know. Yeah. So when talented people grind, great things happen. But mm. typically, when you're talented, you're just lazy in other fields, right? Because you just think every verse I'm writing is going to be good enough to blow me up. It just doesn't, it's just just not realistic. And it's too, it's hard to explain that to somebody. Let's talk about the videos. How do those come about? It's a sore point to me when you mention man enough. Oh, don't get me. And then you start talking about videos. (laughs) Sometimes I got to bounce all over the place. When we drop Echo, Mm. we should have dropped man enough as a video. I said, let's do man enough. Big, Big's cousin Marcus Howard. He's, he's a wide receiver coach for the Bombers, right? Yes, he is. Yes. Yes. He was the reason we chose that the beat. beat. Yeah. Mad enough. We Serious? Were, we were we were there at Biggs' house one afternoon. We used to have a lot of practices there. And and we were listening to the beats and when he heard that beat, he lost his mind and he was looking at us like how can you guys not hear what I'm hearing? Right? So it's kinda like we fell back. Biggs was feeling it, Bad Matters is feeling it. I liked it, but I was kind of like, whatever, oh, you know, so we recorded it, people were loving it, and, you know, we were just, we were young, and we kind of, you know, what's current, what's popping at the time. Bail. You know, <laughs> so if we just stuck to our guns and, and did what deep down inside yeah. we really knew was real hip-hop. Like we, <laughs> were you saying that Echo was more your idea of what you thought was popular at the time? What we thought people would accept. Yes and no, because even the beat that we were contemplating on going over instead of Man Enough, mm. if you heard that beat, you would have been like, oh, that was a good song. But then when you heard it over Man Enough, you were like, oh man, there was no comparison. Mm, the the just... other track that we were considering doing would have been a bad move. You know what I mean? But yeah. if we had just stuck with what we were in our gut and our core, and it didn't work, I think we would have been just happier about it. I remember driving with, with, with Odario, man. I don't know, one of you might have been in the car. But anyways, I was saying, this track, that's a Shades track. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Tra- that was that's the reality, that was, that was us. That was, <laughs> every day I'm calling, we yeah. should do Mano. Nah, it's too slow. Yes. No, no, man, no, no, yes. no, 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 that's, that's take bass it. rumbling, yes. bang said, up against yeah. the wall. I said, grassroots yeah. production, yeah, man. Toronto found it. I was like, it's yeah, the on the business like level. One of the it last, the one. that was also, <laughs> they, they dispersed basically yeah, after, after that. After that. After so you that. had, you had the unicorn, man. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? I'm you had like, you had the no, dinosaur. We, we made, it was such a dinosaur And we did it because we're like, which one's going to get played in the club? Which was... That's God, the thing, dumbest God, thing in God, the world. God, but I kept God, saying, God. not enough, not enough. Not, no yo, 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 yo. <laughs> <laughs> red stripes, red stripes starting to talk. But if that was on some form of MP3 or vinyl or whatever, man, people would have rinsed that, man. We, I know this now. It was a short now. enough song. Yes. Baseline yeah. killer. Yeah. Good lyrics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. Chex was calling it. He was like, what were you Thank you. Yeah, man. Who was doing that? Who's Checkmate. Checkmate. Serious? Yeah. He was calling it. Oh, so you gotta think about it. Then this is still that fraternity of guys, right? Who were just like, that was your shot. 
that was the one that would have put you on and the same level as the rest of us. Yeah, he he after after yeah, Man Enough, that was these, yeah, days, these of days of Times. And that's a killer beat, too. And man. he said to that's me, like, it's a no-brainer. You have and that's grassroots. a grassroots beat also. He's like, man. that was such a no-brainer. You have grassroots. We, we made a mistake. <laughs> and this is why, once like, again, if we had a crew of guys and we had a manager, someone who was like, okay, this is your reality check, guys. You need someone from the outside. Exactly. Sometimes we would just get caught up, man, in our own little something, man, and it'd come back to to bite us but man enough that track burns me to this day you know what it was shades um martin mushinsky of freak show managed us for a brief period of time we never really had we were kind of just going along with it we never had a manager like i managed the group for a short period of time we had one individual this lady who was about to manage us and and um things fell apart but um we needed someone who who could really just say you you don't see it right now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But let me do make this decision for yeah. you. Yeah. That same girl you're talking about, if she was around at that time, she would never have let us come out with that quote. She would have said, Man enough for sure. It was just that she came in out of nowhere. She was like from New York. We had no idea who she was and she seemed to know a whole lot more about us mm-hmm. than it was just it odd. Was weird. Yeah. It, was yeah, weird. it was weird. And it was like we went from back to her in a little way. We were doing Canadian Music Week. And there was like a huge buzz that we had no idea why we had. We, we mm. had no idea. We got booked for two different showcases, which was odd. Biggs had like a basketball injury. Yeah, I totally and, killed And he came out to do the showcase on crutches, and we still shut it down. And we didn't play one. We didn't play the second show, and we kind of blacklisted ourselves. We were not doing that. But we came out and we played a showcase with like Sox and Cardi and, and Chocolate. All these guys were on the bill and this is, no one had a deal yet. Mm. Nobody had a deal. We, were, we, were, we played the showcase. We did a good job. They punked us off because we're from, you know, the, the prairie provinces or whatever and put us on early. But there was still enough people in there. Um, to see us, you know, and, and a bunch of A&Rs gave us cards. And to this day, I don't, like I said, I, I still don't know why we got, we had the kind of love going into that than, than we did. I don't know how we got two different showcases and we, and they were so close in time that we only had to, we picked the one that the biggest rap rappers were on at the time. Because you're talking that language, man. Yeah, so we got Talking on, their language. And it was weird, but yeah, it was a big mistake at that time too, not to do the second showcase. A lot of those guys in Toronto were aware that we were capable to blow them out the water, but they were more organized. They were in a bigger city. They were exposed to more things than us. They know how to put it together when we did it. Yeah, we blacking out on this one. Shake. Y'all gonna let us in though. Yeah. Think you better than enough. Yeah. We just here to let them know. Nah, nah, no, no. I'm a rapper. Yes, I will never let it go yeah. I'm just here to let him know Nah, nah, no, no Oh Lord, he's so raw He the real deal man, he ain't soft Haters talk shit, then we bust him off It's so dirt on my name if we dust it off On guard, it's razor sharp Better watch a step in the path cross Shit pop off on your mouth and all We done, we're asking, we're taking it y'all Pick up in the spot, now we're breaking the law Black top tip, got shades in the car Game got lame, now we're raising the bar Track up a track, now we're raiding the charts Tired is in the be like that Yeah, we left, but we came right back Try to show you the truth on the trash Wanna roll a track for my team on that Y'all will let us in the door Think you better than the know We just here to let them know Nah, nah, no, no 
I'ma rap with you a bro. Yes, sir. I will never let it go. Yeah. I'm just here to let it know. Nah, nah, no, no. Y'all won't let it stand though. Yeah. Think you better than to know. Yeah. We just here to let it know. Nah, nah, no, no. I'ma rap with you a bro. Yes, sir. I will never let it go. Yeah. I'm just here to let it know. Tell you nah, right now, nah, you the one for no, me, no. My team, my boss, my squad, my scene. Stay fly like an F-18, hit hard like an M-16, yeah My team, my boys, my squad, my scene Come through changing everything Them boys so fresh, so clean, yeah Oh Lord, he so raw, peace from the black man, he ain't star You kinda hot, man, but we ain't y'all You be the flashlight, we be the star Bet y'all that we gon' brawl We down to go, just a chance with y'all We from the north, but you scared to call You scared to ball, but you scared to fall Bitch shit, hot shit, straight from the jaw Got beans hooked up for 16 bars Believing it, y'all, we been meaning it, y'all Put my team on the top and believing it, y'all Y'all cats can't mess with dogs That's why I don't mess with y'all That goes to the best of y'all Put the track where you want it to the rest of y'all Y'all will let us in though yeah. Think you better than to know yeah. We just here to let us know Nah, nah, no, no I'm a rapper to a bro yes, sir. I will never let it go yeah. I'm just here to let it know Nah, nah, no, no Y'all won't let us in though yeah. Think you better than to know yeah. We just here to let it know Nah, nah, no, no I'm a rapper to a bro yes, sir. I will never let it go yeah. I'm just here to let it know Tell you nah, right now, nah, you the one that put We did it again, boy New crimes and shades Slow coach did you ever contemplate moving to Toronto? Yes. <laughs> yes. But you can talk to my to, to my, my left hand and my right hand over here and let them finish that. No. No. He like he wanted to go there, but I'm like, listen, man, when your rent is a thousand bucks a month mm. at that time. At that time, much, in comparison would probably be rent was maybe what? Four hundred and something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was it was paper. comparable space. Yeah, 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 it was it was different. I was like, it's it's a whole nother grind. And I'm like, I knew if if the money started running low, rapping wasn't going to be a priority to me. Mm. And then in my mind, I was like, if we move to, to Toronto, okay, yes. So now we're going to be known maybe in Toronto, but is that enough anyway? So maybe the the, the next step would have been mm. to the states. It was just it was too too risky but it was a risk that you had to take and at that point in my life it wasn't one I was willing to, willing to make but Scotch was, was on it we would have had to have moved and we couldn't go to Vancouver because really they were just in the same boat oh, yeah, they're, they're, just had a little bit well, more rascals end up picking up a move you, had to, yeah. you, you, you yeah. had to and who we wanted to have manage us which would have been Saul and, mm. uh, and, and Mr. Morgan we would have Saul, man. we would have all those guys were interested in us, and they'd follow up with us. They, me and Saul guy, kept in contact for a very long period of time, and they need to see movement. They need yeah. to see. We didn't have answers to a lot of things. Yeah. We didn't have. We didn't have an in-house producer. You know, um, the Rascals had the Lab Rats. They had Chemo, um, Socrates produces, Cardinal produces, Solitaire produces. We did. We weren't self-sufficient enough. Yeah. We were rappers. We had people who we could go to for beats, but they weren't necessarily part of our camp, you know. So, it it the whole picture like the more obviously the more self. So if you can sing, if you can rap, if you can produce a beat, a manager and a record label that's who they're looking for. They don't have to put a lot of money into you to generate money. For someone that saw everything organized, it's the rascals when I lived in that, I was like, okay, this is how it works. What was the difference, man? What, what, what... 
just the new crop towards the the new crops were a bunch of MCs who took lyricism extremely serious. <laughs> we didn't we never had a DJ. Everyone it was about rhyming. We knew if we needed a DJ for a show, we could we find could one. we we could find one. Mm. Um, as far as a manager goes, we had people come and go. There was. Martin was managing us, but he also had Freak Show. And he so, also rapped. You can't and he rely also on rapped. a rapper yeah. to be... You, you can't play basketball and have the guy who you just passed the ball to be your coach. How do you trust then that every every time someone calls to book a show, you're getting that show and not him? Yeah. And I would have gladly put down the mic to manage because I thought that was the route we needed to go. But all of that came very clear right when every dollar counts. It hit off. Which is the last record, right? Yeah. So what what happened with the last record? I mean, the funny thing is that album had the biggest push. We had the infomercials. I was managing the group at the time, and we were putting everything on Biggs. We were like, enough is enough. Let Biggs open the floodgates. You know what I mean? So we we what we should have did, like we shot the Let Him Know video. There was an issue with uh, the director at the time. We were supposed to get two videos out the deal. We didn't get them. So we we wanted Biggs to put that out and we were supposed to shoot for you. So if everything went according to plan, the, the album would have, you know, got a lot more run than it yeah. did. We didn't tour. We didn't yeah. tour the album. And basically there was just a lot of disappointments and we'd been already going through this album after album. Yeah. You know, between these two guys, they were, they were, I think, just mentally and emotionally exhausted and defeated. I understood, yeah. like, at that time, and Chex and I, we all had a conversation at one time where he was like, there's a point where in order for you to be, like, a, a household name, you just got to be in everybody's face. So we knew if we could come up with three releases from that one album, we could have done that. So when that started to not happen, it just started, things started to kind of unravel. Sometimes I'd be out of town, I'd be wherever, and be like, well, where's the album? Like, how come it isn't even on the shelves? Like, we're struggling as it is. Why aren't the albums here? And then you'd, con you'd contact the, the label, and they'd be like, oh, well, there's an issue with the distribution. I'm like, distribution is through Universal. I'm like, how is there, how is there an issue? So it was a lot of things, you know what I mean, that were just, you're, you're used to being lied to to some degree, right? But everything that you was promised, like, that were fundamental, that had to happen, didn't happen. Um, there was a conflict when, when we wanted to put out the album versus when the label wanted to put out the album. And I think that pissed them off where, you know, it was like, okay, you're not going to listen to us. You know, there was, just a, there was just a whole bunch of shit at the time that, that didn't let the out. There was enough firepower on that album was, to make, yes. for it to do what it had to do, yeah. but it never got the no. chance to breathe. And we were like, for me, and I know all of us, we were at a level where it was like writing versus, for me, it was always like, uh, it was time consuming. I was like, okay, now I got to set aside all this time to write a verse, make sure it doesn't sound whack and go through all that. It started to get extremely easy. Like I caught a stride kind of. Went and from then it love was to like, anger. Yeah, but it was flying. <laughs> and then it started to just That's change, changing. man. And I knew if we had blown out that album, we would have had another one waiting. Like by the time we would have toured the hell out of it, there would have been another one waiting to jump off. And then it, all that just came to a, abrupt halt when it just started to become bottom line it was just a joke the Canadian industry is hard do you think it's like harder than the US though man I think it's easier in the States except there's just it's way easier I'll say it this way it's harder for Canadian black music 
Yeah. Now you open up the can of worms. <laughs> That's what we should have gone to first. You know what I mean? It's hard for Canadian black people. It, it, it sounds it, like I'm explain, making it, explain, but I'm explain. No, no, no. But, but I mean, you, very, got, you got to feel. Right now, the most successful, some, I shouldn't say the most, but some of the most successful groups in Canada, you know, you'll take uh, Swollen having a white member, you'll take Class, you'll take. Um, anyways, basically. Black people don't listen to hip hop, Canadian hip hop. They don't care. There's, there's, it's white people, it's Asians, it's, it's, you know, they're the, they're the ones buying it. They're the ones coming out to the shows. And, and basically, even when you meet um, people who've been in the industry, managers and A and R's for, for, forever, all of these dudes are cowards. They don't have the guts to sign a group. They're looking for rock groups. They're looking for that type of stuff uh, because all they're thinking about is money. They know nobody cares about the art form. I'm not. I'm not downplaying what what a white hip hop artist brings to the game. I'm just saying that there were a lot of doors shut a long time ago. Even on much music, they got rid of Master T before his time was ready. Because we did the last they, show. And when they got rid of him, you know, Things everything changed. was popping off. They changed They changed the format, everything. They flushed out a lot of things. They closed a lot of doors. I'm not taking anything away from guys like Class because I know him personally. I know his grind. I know his hustle. All I'm saying is you go, it's like we said earlier in the interview, you go to shows, you don't really see black people. You don't mm. see black people. It is what it is. It, it's hard, and it's um, and it, it's, it's a it's a it's a reality. Like, and um, you know, we are three black guys from a prairie province. The the relationship of of Chris, Casino, Big Casino, and myself is that I grew up with one of his younger brothers, yeah, yeah, Sasaga. Yeah. And so, people in in the Toronto area, GTA, when they saw a freak show video or they saw somebody from Winnipeg. To be like, what is this business yeah. on the TV? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, straight yeah. up. Like, yeah. Yo, yeah. Man, That's I'll your city? I'll be in the shop. I'll be in yeah. the barbershop. Yeah. My, man, my man Mark be cutting my hair. And he's like, yo, I seen your boys from Winnipeg. Yeah. I don't even know these guys. Yeah, yeah, he goes, they are naked in the snow. That's Toronto. That's how they say That's People don't understand. There's no black people that would that's, think. People oh, understand. I heard, I heard, I heard that Here. all the time in Vancouver. And I was yeah. like, there's no black people that live in Vancouver. That's so true, man. People don't get, like, I remember someone tried to tell me one time, there's, there's no room for race in hip-hop. And I'm like, no, there there isn't. But there is. Like, there's. I don't understand why Fat Joe and Big Pun didn't, don't sell gang loads of records oh, yeah. being Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rican. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. How is if their people don't even like support it. Support. I. I don't understand. So there's clearly something. You know what I mean? If you're a black artist, then there's, there's certain things that you have to have. Check. 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 Beside your name before people just give you a pass. Before you even start to look at you. If you don't have those checks, then you better be spectacular. Then there's certain, certain white artists. Sometimes if you have too many little check marks, people look at you and they're like, "Oh man, he's just." He's just trying to be like black folks. So I don't understand where the mix See, is. Man, I'm wondering even if that's the case anymore, man. In anymore, of, I don't In, in terms of, oh, you're trying to be black when it comes to a white artist. I remember even one time, like, with Dow Jones, this is back when we used to call him Spitz, right? Like, 
everyone liked him, right? But then it was a different flair when they would see a sea of black folks and then he'd stand well, up. No, he always he would, got the most attention always. on the road. I remember one time we did a show in the same show in Regina where people, the girls got all crazy. They were like, bring out the white boy! Because like they, they felt re- yeah. they could relate to him more. They, they couldn't wait to hear him. Yeah. Like It's like they yeah. couldn't wait. And not to say that he wasn't any nicer than any other white rapper that was out. It was just that there was... There was they felt his, comfortable. He, yeah, man. What did the argument be also, though, that most of the, the buying audience out there, uh, the majority of the population, are... Of a certain background, cultural background, yeah. so they want to listen to someone they can relate to. You go to, with right? what you know, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's why. Yeah. And then again, like not to take away from his grind, but that's why classified. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. you go to the shows; it's all these people from places you never see. You know, they're, right. they're living way out in the sticks or whatever, mm. and they come, they relate to classified. And he would go from. to those cities. He would, but that's his grind, though. That's what I give him he, full he respect was for. Quite clever to realize. Why would you skip out? Go around. And go to all. He would go to those places, but even if he, but if he was an all right rapper, I don't think that would. You know what I mean? So it's it's there's and he writes music in a way where it's like he has a certain sound to it that makes it really really acceptable too. So when when the fans look like you and they accept you, and then the the radio stations like you and and accept those are things that don't always go hand in hand. Like you gotta think about let's say like a guy like Ice T who's never had an album ever I don't think he's ever had a song ever played on mainstream radio. For him to sell as many records as he has is very, very difficult. But then you could have a guy like well Eminem is special, right? But Mm. he's a guy who doesn't feel a drought because he can get played on any radio station that plays hip hop. Even if they don't play hip hop on a regular basis, he can get played on that. So it's like there's so many things that have to be in your favor Sometimes you being white makes it easier. Sometimes it makes it harder. I read this but really great know. article about this. It was by this journalist from Baltimore. And it was at the end of the year last year when uh, like Macklemore and that, that Lord yeah. woman were, yeah. were popping. And it was the first time that the top ten list in, on her local radio station in Baltimore had a white person involved on every song. And she compared it to ten years before where there wasn't one white person yeah. On the on the wow on the yeah. charts and it just kind of. I happening. mean, RZA said a long time ago. He said hip hop is going to evolve, um, like where the majority of people who are coming out to the shows and purchasing it are white. Where they're going, it only makes sense, right? Yeah. Where they where they're going to be on that platform or whatever. You know, good music is good music. At the same time, there's a lot of politics. Way back when, we was 10 Just some kids on the playground way back then I was your boy, you my girl, best of friends And it is what it is, there ain't no need to pretend Just to hear you laugh, I would act the ass Teacher, getting mad, kick me right out of class Just to help me pass, you would help with math Cause you knew that my pops would break his foot in my ass Wait for you, walk you home from school Hit your ride on my bike like it was made for two Had a spot on my handlebars just for you Ain't a thing up in the world, girl, that I wouldn't do Anytime, any spot, any place that you need me Come holla at your boy, girl, it's just that easy Through the tough times, you need more than a friend I'm telling you now, like I told you then Baby, it's alright There's no need to cry I'll be by your side It's alright 
little over now But one thing remains, I'ma still hold you down <laughs> Like you did for me When I was down on my luck, you got me on my feet Gave me food to eat and a spot to sleep Cause your house was my house anytime I need In my time of need, you was there for me Had my front and my back when I was playing the streets Put your life at stake, take weight to your leg Help me make that cake Midnight late trips out of town to stay You was down to make Greyhound running to work just to keep me straight So anytime, any spot, any place that you need me Come holler at your boy, girl, it's just that easy Through the tough times, you need more than a friend I'm telling you now like you told me then Baby, it's alright There's no need to cry I'll be by your side It's alright Baby, dry your eyes There's no need to cry I'll be there when you need, from all the lows to the highs and everything in between I was there when you got pregnant, homie threatened to leave And I was there to witness the joy of your firstborn seed I was there front row when you graduated Your grandmama crying cause a little baby made it Took pictures of an angel, made you smile when she take it But little did she know after the party we got faded There by your side when you copped your first ride And you crashed to a sign and we damn near both died <laughs> I could laugh at it now, but looking back at it Like damn we was wild just a boy and a girl, living life free, not a care in the world Be there for you, cause so won't hold you Cause ain't nobody know you like your homeboy know you Anytime, any spot, any place that you need me Come holler at your boy, girl, it's just that easy Through the tough times, you need more than a friend I'm telling you now like I told you then Baby, Baby dry your eyes, there's no need to cry I'll be by your side